Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Through Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Widham. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development. Let's get on with the show. What's up, everyone? In this episode, I am going to give you three ways to improve developer skills, those skills that you use every day. And these are central to what we do. And so it's important that we're always looking to improve them, to expand upon them, and to make sure that we just keep them in good shape. It's like everything else. If you don't maintain it over time, it's either going to fall behind or you're going to start to struggle and have problems with it and you'll have to recover and that'll take even longer. So let's go ahead and dive in to what I think are three really good ways to stay on top and keep improving those skills. Number one is to contribute to open source projects. I know for a lot of people who are just getting into this and even for experienced ones, but in particular folks who are just getting into software development and engineering, this sounds like a very scary proposition, but it really isn't. There are so many ways you can contribute to open source projects. They are all over the web and they cover every technology you can think of. Obviously, we're really talking about Swift on this particular podcast and and this particular topic with this audience. And again, there are a ton of projects you can contribute to. You can even contribute to the main Swift language itself if you want. And do not be intimidated and do not be afraid. It does not mean that you have to contribute code. If you are not feeling comfortable or you feel like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed to show my code to all these folks, that's okay. Firstly, don't worry about it. People who work on open source projects are used to seeing contributions from folks of all skill levels, and they will appreciate the fact that you're contributing, even you know if it's not necessarily perfect code or there's some problems and you have to do a couple of you know, changes to get that successful merge request, something like that, and those pull requests, that's fine. Everybody you work with on this will be used to that. And if you find that you are, you know, getting some pushback and some kind of negative vibes from it, or maybe they're not responding particularly nicely, move on to another project. Don't let it bother you. Believe me, there are so many wonderful people out there on wonderful projects who are just begging for people to help. And they will greatly appreciate any contribution you can make. Like I say, it doesn't have to be code. You could contribute graphics. You can contribute documentation, testing, anything. There are so many. And what you can do is you can go along to a project that sounds interesting to you. There's always some area that says these are areas we need help with. Or maybe it's some something that you're using and you found a problem and you found a way to fix that problem or even just find problems and report them. These are all vital ways to contribute to open source projects. So do not be afraid of it. Believe me, everybody will appreciate the help. So that's number one, which is to contribute to open source projects. Number two is a fun one. This is one that I do quite often. And that is to build a tool that you need some, something that you need to get work done or something that you think, oh, this would be great if there was such a thing existed, or maybe it's a tool that you already use made by somebody else. And there's just something about it. That's not quite the way you want. And you say, you know what? I think I can fix this and I can make my own tool that'll do it just the way that 
I want it done. Perfect. I do this all the time for tools, like I say, and you will find that you will continually keep going back to these projects and improving them, refining them, finding better ways to build them out, be it code or techniques, maybe frameworks, things like that. I'm using my own blog making tool for Compile Swift that I wrote, gosh, I think the original one was maybe a couple of years ago at this point. I'm still using it today. I'm still going in, tweaking it, adding features, updating things when new versions of OSs and tools and Swift and everything else come along. And it just keeps getting better and better. It's only something that's available for me to use on my machines. But this is a project that I keep going back to and find ways to make better as I learn new techniques to improve my coding skills, my architect skills, all of these things. And that reason is because I built a tool that I needed to use at least a couple of times a week. And so try that. I, I am certain if you think about it, there is some tool that you need. Maybe it's a GUI based tool, a command line tool, some script, whatever it may be. There is something, at least one thing, probably many when you start practicing this, that you need that can improve the way you do things, even if it's just a note-taking tool for yourself that works a particular way. And go away, build that project. You will learn so much from building that project and working on it. And using that tool, you will also learn about usability, and flows for users, things like that, as you start to use it and you realize you didn't get something quite right and you need to go back and change it over time or some new feature that you want to add. This is a really fantastic way to keep practicing and improving those skills. Like I say, I do it on a regular basis. There is nothing better than, you know, as we say, scratching that itch that you have, building that tool for yourself. So that's number two, build your own tools. Okay, here we go. Tip number three. I think that this one is perhaps the most important one of all, and that is to always practice regularly the things you learn. Now, this will apply differently to all of us, but I have discovered that the best way I learn and retain things is don't go from the beginning of a book to the end of a book or something like that, or some random tutorial it is to go and find something that helps me understand the problem I'm trying to solve and to then solve that problem and to continually keep using that new knowledge that I have learned. Now, the reason being is because if you learn something and then you don't practice that skill, just like everything else in life, if you don't practice that skill regularly, you're going to forget it or you're going to get rusty or there'll be some new way of doing it and you will only have that old knowledge and you've not gone back and practiced it and then you go to do it again and discover that the technique has changed. So always practice the things you learn as often as possible. Now, maybe you are one of those people who can just read a random tutorial, watch a random video, sit with a book, whatever it may be, some documentation, and you read it the first time, it goes in your head, sticks there forever, and you're good to go. Fantastic. Well done. That's not all of us, right? Certainly isn't me and a lot of folks that I know. So the only way that I know that that 
sticks in my head is to continually keep practicing what I learn. Perfect example of this. I went a couple of weeks where I didn't have to write any code at all. I was busy doing other things, didn't have to write any code, went back, sat down to write some code and kind of embarrassed myself. Only I was there, but it was embarrassing because I'm sitting there and I couldn't remember some of the basic things about the Swift language. And it took a little while to to get back into my head and remind myself and then away I go. And, you know, I I was laughing at myself because it's like one of those ways, like I've been doing this for so long and now suddenly I've forgotten how to do this. And it's kind of crazy, right? So always practice the things you learn. And if you take into account The other two tips that I've given you here, I think that you'll find that you will always be practicing whether you realize it or not. So let's do a quick recap, right? Number one is to always go back and contribute to open source projects and learn from that. And you also learn vital skills like teamwork and everything else. Okay. Number two was to build your own tools and to take advantage of using those and develop those over time. And then number three was to practice what you learn on a regular basis and keep doing it. So that's my three tips there. I'll probably do some more on different things like this. If you find it interesting, let me know in the comments. You can reach out to me at compileswift.com or peterwidham.com and let me know. If this any of this has been helpful to you at all, you know, please, I know you hear me say it, but it really makes all the difference in the world if you can go and rate and review this podcast or whatever you know player you're using. Probably gives you away. Share it with friends. Spread the word if you found it helpful. That is the best way you can give back to me and say, you know, thanks, this has worked out. If you want to take it to the next level, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash P-W-C-O-M buy me a coffee to say thank you like folks have done in the past. I greatly appreciate it. And as you all know, I love my coffee. I truly do. And it helps me to keep going and funds making these podcasts and all the other projects that I do, including the live stream over at compileswift.live. Going to leave it there this week. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you, everybody. I will see you in the next one.